1: Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how.
2: Good morning, Mr. Kirshner. You look so dapper.
1: Good morning, Jody. I got dressed up for you this morning. I <laughs> like it when you get
2: dressed up for me. Um, so before we get started on on Donald and other things in the news, you have a documentary on Peacock um, that is very intriguing. It's yeah. called Who Killed Robert Juan, is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah, so, who
1: killed Robert Juan.
2: Yeah, what's what's the premise so people know to go and, and start subscribing and to And check P-Fa- it out.
1: I started watching it. It's really, really good. Yeah, how, how much time do you have? So <laughs> this was um, boiled down to its essence. Three well-to-do, influential, connected men who lived in a very high-end home on Swan Street, Northwest Washington, Mm D.C., had a friend of theirs, a young attorney, wonderful young man, Robert Wan, who was general counsel at Radio Free Asia, spend the night at their house as a matter of work convenience. Uh um, And he ended up dead in their guest room in the most inexplicable circumstances I saw in my 30 years as a prosecutor. I worked the case for years The three guys in the home would not tell us what happened. They thought they'd gotten away with it. So I said, not this time. And I indicted them all for covering up the murder of Robert Juan, conspiracy to obstruct justice, obstruction of justice, and tampering with evidence. In this case, is an odyssey like none other that I handled in my career. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, there's a tip line. And after people view this, I am hopeful that one or all three of these people have run their mouths over time and people will drop a dime and help us solve the mystery of who killed Robert Wan.
2: I look forward to it. This is my kind of show. I love this stuff. So um, I'm going to sit down this weekend and just binge it. Um, Great.
1: I think we need to reboot Unsolved Mysteries with Glenn.
2: There you go. Uh, Yeah, we'll reboot it. You can be our new Robert Stack.
0: Yes, there we
2: go. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into the news. Um, this is interesting. It just uh, you just printed it this morning. Yes. Prosecutors seek to question Trump's lawyer, uh, Cochran, I'm, Corcoran. Mm-hmm. Now, they're, the idea is to use the crime fraud exception, obviously, but they're also using the uh, search warrant affidavit to get the search at Mar-a-Lago for the judge to allow this to happen. Your thoughts on all of this? Yeah, full
1: disclosure. I used to work with Evan Corcoran. He and I had a murder case in common decades ago at the U.S. Attorney's Office. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to see the way he has chosen to go professionally because anytime you are representing a defendant and you get hauled before the grand jury to testify about the crimes your client may have committed, Mm -hmm. that's not a good thing. And let me tell you, Jody, rarely. Do prosecutors drag defense attorneys who are representing the target of the grand jury investigation into testify. Of but course. boy, Jack Smith, I am pleased to see, is going a hundred miles an hour, scorched earth in the direction of accountability. You know, Evan Corcoran has gotten himself in a jam because it looks like he was being used by Donald Trump in furtherance of Trump's documents, crimes. Now We don't know if he was being used knowingly or unknowingly, but the bottom line is, as a lawyer, you cannot participate or facilitate the crimes of your client. If you do, your attorney-client privilege evaporates and you can be forced to testify about and incriminate your own client.
2: I like that part. <laughs> um, it's a little tickle up my leg. Yeah. Yeah. It's It looks like to, to AG, who we listen to on her show, Jack, mm-hmm. um, that they're going after obstruction in this case. Um, they are.
1: And, that, and that's like it's kind of like shooting fish in the barrel. Right. Because if you have property that belongs to the government and Donald Trump did, he had right. documents. Frankly, it doesn't matter if they were classified exactly. or not they didn't belong to him. Right. The grand jury issued a subpoena. That's a lawful order from a court saying, give them back, and Donald Trump didn't, and he hid them, and we found them, the FBI found them pursuant to a search warrant in his desk drawers, in his office, and now recent reporting is that he had even more documents after the FBI search. That's obstructing justice. That's a pretty easy charge to prove. And I think that will be one of the marquee charges in a federal indictment of Donald Trump.
2: Welding instructor
0: Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
2: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, with the reporting of the FBI not wanting to execute a search warrant uh, and the DOJ saying, well, wait a minute, we need to do that. I think yeah getting the subpoena ahead of time, I think, makes their case stronger. And look, we were being as nice as possible Mm -hmm. to this guy, but he lied to us after the subpoena. He gave some stuff over, but we realized that there was other stuff. So even though the FBI, at least some people in the FBI, seem to be very supportive of Donald Trump, their insistence on being nice to him has bolstered, in my opinion, the DOJ's case.
1: And that's brilliant, right? If the FBI hesitated when they should have acted,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: all they ended up doing was strengthening the future criminal case against Donald Trump. That's a great point. And, you know, yes, I'm troubled if the FBI is being governed by politics. But listen, the FBI is made up of human beings and they're going to have their own political views and beliefs and ideologies. But for gosh sakes, you can't let that creep into your work i will tell you as a federal law enforcement officer albeit a prosecutor not an fbi agent for decades uh, you know it, it was the cardinal sin to ever think about politics when you were investigating a case and trying to decide how to proceed whether to indict or not so this is disappointing um i don't have a lot of confidence in chris ray as the fbi director and you know now we see some of the deficiencies in fbi leadership coming home to roost
2: yeah it is unfortunate now i just excuse me um in the case against the proud boys apparently the justice department leaked classified information to the defense whoops yeah oh boy um during testimony prosecutors uh shared internal fbi messages sent and received um by agent nicole miller They were supposed to be scrubbed with any classified information, but apparently it was accessible in hidden sections of the Excel Mm. spreadsheet. So they learned of this snafu while the defense was grilling her in front of jurors. So uh, what do you, is this, or is it a concern? It depends on the information, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, so I was, I'm going to say I've been there, I've done that, where, (laughs) you know, you are turning over, Mountains and mountains of evidence in discovery, right? I always did it in paper because I am e incompetent and computers make me nervous But I know that's not the day and age we live in now so when they're turning over things that they call Terabytes of informa- information, right. you know terabytes. You know make it makes my megahertz, and right. I don't know what that's <laughs> a lot. Um, it's a lot. There's a joke in there that I'm sure I've stole from somebody. But listen, these people who are involved in this prosecution are my former colleagues. Some of them were homicide prosecutors. I I feel their pain because you try to turn over everything you think you have to turn over. Right. And then there are, what, embedded lines in an Excel spreadsheet that should have been redacted that weren't. That's a nightmare, yeah. particularly when it involves classified information. So, listen, the judge took a pause in the trial That's for right. a couple of days. They're going to address this issue both practically to make sure there are no you know, national security implications of this stuff being turned over to defense attorneys. Right. And I'm not saying the defense attorneys are intending to misuse it, right. but it's in their hands now. Right. Um and and legally, what are the consequences with respect to this prosecution misstep? But you know what? They're gonna move through this, I predict. They're gonna get back on track. The prosecutors have just about finished presenting their case in chief. And then the interesting piece is the defense attorneys will present their case and as we know One of the defendants is trying to subpoena Donald Trump to testify in their defense. I wrote a piece about this for MSNBC Daily. I do not believe that subpoena will be successful. And if it is Donald Trump, I can almost promise you we'll plead the fifth. He will not testify. Oh, of
2: course not. No, he wouldn't. I mean, with this, the thing that I find unnerving about this classified information was (laughs) the questions were in front of the jury. Mm -hmm. So that to me is like, what did, what did they discover? What came out to regular run-of-the-mill civilians that shouldn't have been uh, i would hope that the lawyers would have been kind of like why should we be i don't know it's their defense so whatever i guess anyway <laughs> as a professional welder Shayna ford uses forge fx to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills
1: the more muscle memory that you have the smoother your weld is
2: learn more at meta.com metaverse impact So Trump lost his defamation case against the Post finally, for a second time. This is nice. Yeah, I like we that. Really like good news. Yeah, uh, Judge uh, Rudolph Contreras. Oh, I did that right. Uh, said there's no actual malice in the report of the uh, from the Post. He asked Trump's lawyers if they wanted to amend their complaint and be litigated, and they were unable to do this. Thus, bye bye lawsuit, yep. thrown out. Yay. So I mean, Trump
1: has had Trump has had a really bad week on so many fronts. Not only is he losing his own suits, mm-hmm. but the Department of Justice weighed in and said, "Guess what, sport? Okay, I don't think they call them sports, Camp. but I call them sport. Guess what, sport? You don't have absolute immunity. Yeah. And the lawsuit that has been filed by Capitol police officers and members of Congress." who you endangered on January 6th, Mm -hmm. can and will proceed against you. That is an important piece of foreshadowing, Jody, Mm -hmm. for what's about to happen in the criminal arena because that helps pave a way for Jack Smith to bring federal charges for the insurrection.
2: And they were very specific on their wording, saying this has nothing to do with the criminal things. This is very civil, so that they didn't step on their own toes, it sounds like. Um, And then um, it looks like... Alvin Bragg might indict the man. Um,
1: yeah, I love this headline from the New York Times. Uh-huh. Prosecutors signal criminal charges for Trump are
0: likely. likely. Yes. And, and let me
1: and let me just hit this real quick. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to bounce. because okay. Okay. MSNBC is already calling. OK, oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, OK, no, that's OK. Let me let me finish this. <laughs> okay. They can they can wait <laughs> you know, They're early. This is us here. Yeah. Um, boy, I hope they don't see that. Uh, so no, he, here's the thing. The last thing prosecutors do before they ask a grand jury to indict somebody is, at least in a white collar case, we don't do this in violent crime cases, we will invite the target of the investigation to testify. We can't subpoena them because they have a Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, but they can certainly come in and waive that right Mm -hmm. and testify and they can say, look ladies and gentlemen of the grand jury, the prosecutors have it all wrong. Let me explain why I didn't really commit any crimes. Mm-hmm. Now, Donald Trump is not going to accept the invitation. Right. He is not going to testify, but this is a tell. This is a tell that the next stop is an indictment for Donald Trump. Here's a fun fact. When we send those invitation letters to targets of the investigation inviting them to appear before the grand jury, we have a name for that kind of a letter. We call it a May West letter. Now, Who was Mae West? Well, Pertin, people of a certain Uh age will remember (laughs) she was a Hollywood movie star beginning in the 1930s and 1940s, who was the queen of the Mm one-liners at one point in time. And she has so many uh, famous lines, but one of the big ones is she's talking to a gentleman in uniform. She said, you know, I always have, uh, uh, like the man in uniform, why don't you come up and see me sometime? sometime." Mm -hmm. Yeah, That is the famous line. Mm -hmm. That's actually not exactly what she said, but... We call these target letters, these invitations, May West letters. Why don't it. you come up and see the grand jury sometime? Love
2: yeah. it. Love it. Love it. That's love it. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. Tune in to Peacock and watch his documentary series. Yeah. It's Kill fantastic. Who Killed James Wan? Thank you, Glenn. Have fun on MSNBC. Thanks, Jody. See you, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.